Hello, and thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Thurman Green. I will be calling this podcast The Gamer's Corner. Uh, the reason for that is I actually had tried to start a blog called The Gamer's Corner. It's still up on Wix.com. And I just talked about random gaming topics. So I actually do not like typing. So talking about it would be much, much, much easier. Uh, also, if there's anything, you know, you guys, any kind of topic you guys want to hear me talk about or you want to know my viewpoint on it, uh, please do not hesitate to comment, let me know, message me any kind of way. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's get to it. I have to say, and note, I have a few posts up on my blog. I'm kind of just going to pick a random thing here to talk about. I like to talk a lot about gaming nostalgia. Um, I'm not that old, but my first gaming system was a NES. So, I like to talk about a lot of the things that gamers, that things that I had to deal with as far as gaming that, you know, that kids nowadays would not ever have to deal with. Uh, one thing for certain, I know I always talk about this with my friends, is the fact that they always have the option to save their game. I remember back in my day, it was just like, especially uh, when you had NES and Sega before Sonic the Hedgehog 3, because they actually first started the same game system that at least I can remember. You had to, like, leave the game on. If you did not, you just lost everything. And it was just... Could you imagine how frustrating that would be? And, of course, you know, you can't just leave the game on because that ruins the electricity bill up. So you have to, like, cut the TV off and hide the LED light indicator with the cloth or something. But don't let your mom mess around and see it and then she cuts it off. And it's like, you're upset, and then your mom is upset at you for running up the electric bill. You know stuff like that that's 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 some gaming nostalgia right there or i remember when that well just something small like the controller did not vibrate when things happened i remember when that first happened i was just blown that was like that was like the, that was like a, such a big thing in the gaming world oh my gosh the game rumbles when the earthquake is happening on the screen you know, stuff like that. But aside from actually gaming, uh, other things is like, say for instance, demo discs. Remember when you used to get demo discs? And you could only play like five to seven minutes of the game, but that was like all you needed for a while. That was it. That was all you needed. You could. I remember I had the demo disc with Cool Borders 2 on it. And I, you could only play as Shaggy, and I forget the second character, but that was it. You only had two characters, you could only choose two boards, and you had two stages. You had one mountain you could actually go down, and you could do the half pipe. And I just played that thing over and over again. At this point, I'm a PlayStation now. So... Yeah, things of that nature, like kids would never, now they can just go to, I have an Xbox One now, but, you know, 
So you can just go and just download the demos. You go to how, which, which which games have demos? You know, you know, it just download it, just play. It. You know, not like oh, you had to find someone, someone, or if someone had the demo disc with a game that you never played, you were so hyped. You would actually, you know, actually would like to borrow the demo disc if it had games that I didn't have. But yeah, and then another thing, kids today will never truly understand the thrill, the fun of an actual midnight release. Because nowadays, midnight release, what is it? It's, you pay for the game digitally, and the game is downloaded. You just do not have access to it. And the minute it hits 12.01, boom, you can hit start. We did not have that. What you had to do, you went to your gaming store, you went to GameStop, or something else I'll touch to a little bit later, EB Games. Or, I remember I had a friend that actually over that as well. Blockbuster. I think you could actually buy the game from there. But, um, yeah, so you would get the game, you would pay for it, and then you have a date. And the game would be given out at midnight. 12.01. You get there at what you get there at 10, 10 30, and it's just people there at the gaming store. And you're just sitting there with and at this point now, you are sitting here and you're making small talk with people. So now when they say gamers or gamers don't socialize, it's a load of crap. Because you gotta talk, you gotta do something that's not silent at the midnight release, at least not the ones I went to. I remember going to the one for Assassin's Creed 2 and and Gears 2. Oh my gosh, Gears 2, I was in college. That was so thrilling. So we were all there. We got that. Or Super Smash Brothers. Was it? No, not bad. Super Smash Brothers Brawl was coming out on the Wii. I didn't even own a Wii. And I was there for the midnight release because my friend was getting it. And then we literally sat there, got it at midnight. And that's something else the kids don't, they're not going to get to experience that. You get the game and you go home with the disc. So it's like, yes, yeah, so I'm early, and you don't get to start playing it until like 12:25. But it's such a, it's, it's a rush, just knowing you get that physical disc in your hand. Now you just get to just hit the A button. Don't get me wrong, I did that with Devil May Cry 5. You know, I was hyped for the game, but you know, honestly, it's it's just not the same feel. It's not. It's not the same feel as when you stand there and you get that disc. You're like, all right, we're about to drive back to the house, pop this disc in, and just play the game. You know, hell, oh, man, there's, and, I, and you know, and then I'll touch on this one last thing, and then I'll, I'll end this. This is my very first podcast, so you know, please excuse any kind of errors or any kind of way I may talk. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here, guys. Please just bear with me. But um, yeah. Back in the day, we had more than one gaming store. Now, of course, nowadays, you, you know, you got your, you got your pawn shops. And I know here where we live, and we have Ed McKay's. But, no, you had literally, Ed McKay's is a, it's like a, it's an everything store. Books, games, uh, vintage toys, which is gaming systems. You can get laptops. You know, no, no, nowadays, you know, they, you can get games there, but it's not really what I mean. I mean, you legit had two different stores that sold games like GameStop actually had competition so they they couldn't crap you 
on how much they wanted to give you for a game or how much they wanted to sell a game. So it back in, it was actually the one game I remember it was GameStop and you had EB Games. And I still remember this and then I'll give this example and then this will be the end of uh, the podcast, this podcast today or tonight actually, it's night where I'm doing it, but I wanted to buy Hitman 2 Silent Assassin for the PlayStation 2. Yes, I know I went from Nintendo, I completely, yeah, I went from Sega because I talked about Sonic 3 having the same thing, but, and then I went to PlayStation, now I'm in PS2, okay. So yeah, we have safe states now, but that's the way you're there. Um, I went to GameStop first and saw Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, and I think they had it for sale for, I want to say like $18, $18, and so I was like, okay, you know, there's a second gaming store, so now, at this point in time, you can actually shop around, like, GameStop is not the one end-all, be-all, of course, now that you got eBay, but it's still not a gaming store, but you know what I mean. So, I go to EB Games, and they have Hitman 2 Silent Assassin for $11. So, you can guess where I spent my money. Yep, at EB Games. So, now, back in the day, we had competition with the gaming stores. So, they actually had to be fair with their prices and their trade credit. But now, me personally... I feel like they're, they're really not they're really not fair with it. I mean, they'll sit here and say, oh, yeah, you can trade this game for $35, but the game literally just dropped. Like, you're going to take $35 and you're going to sell it for $55. Like, come on, man. Like, you don't have to do that. You only need to make $5 of profit on it. But that's neither here nor there. Honestly, for my next podcast, we're going to do that. We're going to... I'm going to discuss my thoughts on GameStop um, and if they're even still relevant because I've been seeing some Facebook posts about the fact that oh GameStop is trying to go in bankrupt trying to find a buyer and you know I don't know if it's clickbait you know you had fake stuff to come out but you know whatever but yeah so that's what we're going to talk about next time on the Gamers Corner um, and if anyone's ever seen you know read my my blog, uh, I always like to end everything with, all right, you guys keep gaining that EXP, take it easy.